Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode 304 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy Kate Alexander. I'm joined this week by Hot Tuna himself. Thanks for wearing the t-shirt. I dusted it off for you, Amy. I knew you Just did. You. I know you did. <laughs> it's Monday, you know what that means, everybody. I hope everyone's had a good week. Staff Mooney. I didn't actually say your name. Everyone <gasps> might just assume you're a hot cold hot tuna. Hot tuna. <laughs> Mr. My tuna. new name, hot tuna. Let's ask my partner this. <laughs> oh, yeah, she'll go down well. She's look at you like you're an idiot. My name has been deleted. It is now hot tuna. Dead easy to change your name. Tuna. Tuna. My name is Tuna. Hot Tuna. No. No. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I take it back. It's gonna work for you, Amy. <laughs> I take it back. Don't do that. How are you? How's how's it going? Not bad, life is not bad at all. Pretty pretty chill, pretty good at this moment in time. It's weird saying that. Because I've had a shit 18 months. <laughs> 2021 weren't a good year for me, as I've said on multiple occasions. And this year kind of started a bit slow and a bit rocky as well. And I was just like, oh God. <laughs> That's been kind of on open up a little bit. Positivity's been working. Positivity throwing some positive vibes out into the universe. It's all good. Good so far. It's like a honeymoon period right now. I don't want to get off it. Um, sure. like I don't want to return okay. home, <laughs> even though I am home. But you know what I mean. You get the reference. Yeah, sure, I do, Dolly. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm yeah. glad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. You deserve it. Thank you. You're welcome. How are you? How's your week off been? Yeah, you know, um, wasn't a week off where I was like, I'm going to do all this stuff. Like, I literally planned a week off to be like, I'm going to do nothing or as close to nothing as I can physically manage. So I did that. Basically. I respect this. I finally got my, the, the saga of the nose piercing is finally over. Finally got my nose yeah. pierced. Yes, you did. And I had no idea what you were sending me a picture for. <laughs> a I was picture. Just like, yeah, looking good. What is this? Basically, my nose. Oh. And you were like, ooh. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. And considering I sent the message, so I, I, what was it I said? I spent the day getting intentionally stabbed. Yeah. In the face, like, how was your day? And like, you still didn't like. And then it was like hours later, you went, "Oh, I just realized why you sent me this picture." And I was like, "What the fuck did you think I meant when I said I spent the day getting stabbed in the face?" <laughs> it's not Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, I ain't getting into it. That's Amy's says something. Go for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sam, that's she's always... enjoyed it. She looks happy. That's all that matters. Get out of it. Get let's get out of it. That's because I, <laughs> I just eaten KFC. I was like, 
I don't know if you know this, but getting a piercing is kind of painful. Go figure, right? So I was like, I'm going to treat myself to some good food. Chicken. And, and KFC was empty. So, so I went, oh. I was going to say good food, and then you picked KFC. <laughs> yes, because it's good food. I like it. Mm, okay. Glad you enjoy it, Amy. That's all that matters. I'm going to say, is there anything else you want to criticize? <laughs> Any of my tastes while you're at it? I think I don't really consider any of the drive-throughs like KFC, McDonald's, Burger King, all like that as "quote unquote" good food. I literally just think it's 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 filling food. Not really. <laughs> it fills the it fills the tank for me. It, it I was like it fills my tank. McDonald's. My belly the... stops crying at me and saying, fat, "Fill me up, fat boy," and I'm just like, "Let's get out of it." <laughs> McDonald's is the kind of thing I get like once every couple of months. And then regret it as soon as I've had it. Because I'm like, why did I? Why? When I could have had, like, all of these other options, did I choose McDonald's? KFC, I just enjoy their chicken. Like, Burger King's all right, but... I don't know, like, I don't... I tend to avoid... If if a place is like... Like what I just said about McDonald's is like... I tend to avoid it if I don't, like, enjoy it. (laughs) That's, That's good. Good advice. Good advice. Very good advice. Fun fact, or a story for KFC I had years ago. Sure. When both me and my partner were in a living our own place years ago in our own flat. We said, oh, well, this was even before we went like uh, vegetarian slash vegan type of things and everything like that. So we were still meat eaters. And we thought, let's go and have a KFC. So I went to, so we went to go and get KFC. Just finished work. Uh, we went, went and get KFC, KFC. Pulled into the driveway and everything like that. No one there, thank God. Thinking in and out type of thing like that and we got there and, and we said hello we would like to order this chicken 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 and the, literally the person replied said i'm sorry we have no chicken and i went what do you mean you have no chicken that's all you sell is chicken i remember <laughs> that, that happened beans <laughs> oh no no we don't have chicken on the bone you really need to word your sentences better next time <laughs> I remember when that was a big thing, and like someone called up, like because there was like a thing, and like KFC didn't get the deliveries, um, and someone I remember reading someone called the police because <laughs> we like, didn't have any chicken. That wasn't you, was it? <laughs> this was way before that. Oh. Yeah, this was years before that. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was really funny. I've been there where it's like you go in and you yeah. and you like go on some chicken, and they're like, "We ain't got any chicken." <laughs> That's like, what, what you sell. <laughs> there was there was another time I went in. Um, and they and they were like, well, I can't remember how long it was, but it was like there was like people in there, and there was a queue, and they were like, yeah, it's gonna be like fifty minutes for chicken, and I was like, fifty fucking minutes. <laughs> you are literally a drive-through for in and out <laughs> for, for fifty minutes. I might as well just you know order in, <laughs> like probably. Yeah, I've come all the way here for because because I, I, I had a craving for chicken, and you tell me it's gonna be like an hour. Um, I'm good. I'll. I'll go and order a pizza or something. With chicken on it. <laughs> Barbecue chicken. Mm. Barbecue chicken pizza. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm sure everyone's also wanting to know the incredible adventures of me going to the cinema and if I walked out of the cinema <laughs> of Doctor Strange. No, I did not, everybody. I saw it. <laughs> I saw the Avatar 2 teaser trailer. I won't lie. I had some tears in my eyes. Nice. It was beautiful, Amy. 
And then when I got home, I realized the bastards released it online. <laughs> Wild that they would release an advert designed to get people to come and see their movie in as many places as possible. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh, I, I was just thinking. I get to watch it again, but on repeats, yeah! And we just got a brand new TV, so I was just like, Riffy, 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 <laughs> while tears just coming out my eyes with happiness. Yeah, but no, yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for that movie uh, or whatsoever, like, oh, it's like, it's, uh, on a sort of, literally, my words were, it is actually real. <laughs> It's not gonna get well. Look, it might get delayed again, but we've seen it. It is actually real. They've actually filmed oh footage. There's actually filming. They've filmed something. Yeah, there was actual scenes and everything. God. It's not James Cameron just staying down in the under the water, which is actually not a bad idea. James Cameron, have you seen what's on the surface these days? I would stay under the water as well, sir. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll be talking about some of that. Um, <laughs> no, that's cool. Like I, I've watched a lot actually. Like for me, for me, yeah, I've actually watched watched you have, quite yeah. a bit this week because I watched. So I found a new YouTuber who reviews Star Trek stuff. Um, yeah, I, called, saw, I yeah. saw that thing on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I got a, a mildly popular tweet. <laughs> um, Jesse Gender. Like, I just appreciate it. Like, I wanted to watch a Star, a Star Trek <clears throat> Picard season two review, right? I like watching reviews of things after I've played and watched them, done my own review, whatever. And like, but like, like you go on YouTube and everybody's just like, ah, oh, this is the worst. Star Trek is ruined. The franchise is over. It's like, I just want someone to talk, talk to me, <laughs> like in a nuanced way about Star Trek. And I, and I found it, Jesse Gender, like did like an hour long video about Star Trek Picard season two and like without yeah. the, the, the vitriol. Um, the, some might say the, the anger. Yeah. Yeah. Some might say, some might, some might say that. Um, so like, yeah, like I've watched a bunch of their videos and I was like, cool, this is cool. And then she mentioned in a, in a video, like she likes Star Trek Prodigy. So I was like, okay, well that's on, uh, now TV or whatever, Sky box sets or something. So fuck it, I'll give that a go. So I watched the whole thing like yesterday and I was like, that was actually pretty good. Like it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't amazing. It was just, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> there was a couple of really cool episodes and nice star trek especially with after after what happened with picard season two just having nice star trek this well, is like it's 10 out of 10 in itself <laughs> well my vpn shenanigans <laughs> shall we say have given me 10 out of 10 star trek let's just put it that way um, I go off so far as to say 11 out of 10 and I never do 11 out of 10 because I think Ryu scores a dub in the first place <laughs> I know, you know, I know, I know but I've seen some Star Trek in the past week which is like back on the Star Trek oh binge my God, I kind of like it it's so good <laughs> it is good, like, there's no doubt about no, it the, the, thing I'm the thing I'm talking about and, um I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Thanks, COVID. Um, I think I'm being, like, mysterious about that I've watched. It's so good. Oh, my God. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about now. My brain was just like, yes. what's she talking about? I'm sure she's told me, but... Uh... I did. Oh, yeah, she has, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I have. You're doing, like, people, you, like, you, tons of YouTube channels get sponsored by VPNs, you're not... <laughs> you're saying you do a VPN and everything like that, it's not dubbed as piracy. But, not, but no one... Fun. So here's the thing, man. This is the thing about having friends who listen to this podcast who live in the UK and don't use VPNs. They ain't seen it. <laughs> you ain't seen it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So I'm sitting here being very, very. I'm sitting here being very coy about it, but out of respect. Cool. Like cool. the statute of limitations to spoilers hasn't even started yet for people in the UK. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But let's get onto something that about a person who hasn't seen something because I saw all of this on Twitter. My phone was going crazy when I looked at it. I was saying, "What the hell's happened? And why am I getting a lot of replies on Twitter?" Phil, Phil, Alanius, we need to talk, sir. We, we need to talk. Like, legit, you haven't seen the greatest horror sci-fi movie of all time in Alien, and you haven't seen the greatest action sci-fi horror sequel of all time in Aliens. Who are you, sir? We did this last year. Are you? I know, but I'm doing it again. <laughs> you still haven't seen it? Who are you? Like I said to him on Twitter, I can't I don't... wait to find you in the middle again. Because I'm going to stab you in Among Us. <laughs> better, better put that in there. <laughs> um, like, I got no problem with people not watching stuff, but like, when it's like, it's like, it's he'd love the film. So yeah. it upsets me that he hasn't seen it. And like he goes, like his thing is like he's got this thing where he's like, well, I've got to watch all of it. Like if I'm gonna start something, I've got to watch all of it. Um, there's like six films. <laughs> I mean, a considerable time sync. Yeah, sure, but not like it's not like I'm saying, hey, you should watch the MCU with like thirty films and constant ongoing TV shows. I'm asking, I'm just saying. You should watch. You should watch two films, and then what you do after that is up to you. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, he would have got through the MCU faster knowing him, <laughs> with how long he takes. But no, yeah, Phil, 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 Phil. I, I own them all. I will happily lend you an account I have if you want to watch them all, sir. Heck, I will lend you my. Uh, Yes, my accounts. I have accounts. Subscriber accounts. I will lend you them if you want to watch them. Really, Even the other three you want to watch, I have them all. It's a waste of... It's, it's, he's a lot, it, like, in terms of recommending things to him, he's a, he's a lost cause. Like. This is what we're going to do here. We're going to say we're coming up to watch the British Grand Prix film. We ain't going to watch the British Grand Prix film. Mercedes is doing shit. I don't want to watch it this year. <laughs> just right i had to right to get him to watch the office which he considered which he now considered the american office which he now considers one of his favorite tv shows of all time i had to literally put netflix on on my phone while we were together during lockdown and literally hold the phone up in front of him (laughs) with the first episode playing that's just how and i and i kind of respect it like in one way like, but this is how hard you have to work to get Phil to watch something. 
Like, regardless of whether you think he would love it, regardless of whether you know for a fact that he would yeah, love it, yeah, like, yeah. he'll just, the, the recommendation is just bounce off of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless you, Phil. I still love you, Phil, but goddamn. It's, uh, <laughs> <God damn> you. <laughs> it's been a year, man. Like, it's been a year. Yeah. I've watched. I've we watched, had this conversation. Yeah, we've had a poll up on Twitter and everything. Like, Ah oh, man, like I've I've watched six movies in that time, and I don't watch movies. <laughs> you watch movies all the time. <laughs> What's going on, Phil? Think of six movies that you didn't like, and you could have spent that time watching the Alien franchise. And in fairness, you probably won't like some of those films, but the first two are like gonna be like your favorite films. I think he will enjoy even the third one if he watches the special edition of the third one. Yeah, so I think the special edition of the third one is a far superior movie to the original version okay. of it. Alien Resurrection, just avoid what? that like the plague. Yeah, 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 <laughs> all right. He's going to watch it, which is fine. But like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I remember there was this thing when Keith, when um, um, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children came out, and he he refused point blank to watch it. For, for like a couple of, it was a few two or three years i think it was before we we managed to get him to watch it because the final fantasy film you remember the the actual like cinematic release films yeah that one like he didn't like he like he thought that was a bad film so he thought that so he wasn't gonna watch advent children oh, <laughs> and love, i was I like love that final fantasy and film. to my to, to to my response to that was how did you make it to wrath of khan <laughs> because by that logic <laughs> but, yeah motion picture is a bit slow it's, it's incredible it's like, but like things like things can be of varying qualities <laughs> like i don't know man like this one was bad so therefore everything that's equal to the filler the game <clears throat> yeah like this i can understand why he didn't like the spirit the spirit within because it's a separate own thing and everything this is literally a sequel to one of the quote unquote one of the best rpgs out there it was just the logic of it that really like blew my mind. It was like this one was bad, so therefore all of the other ones are going to be bad. Like that's not how life works. Sorry, and I just not the, I couldn't. It's not how the force works. Phil, it really isn't. And yeah, Keith, Phil, I mean, yeah, Phil as well. Both Phil of and you. Keith, both of you. That's not how the force works, guys. Like anyway, legit. I tweeted after a long Twitter Twitter conversation with Phil. I literally tweeted at him. Here's a wild suggestion. What if you just watch one and then see what you think of it? <laughs> Because that's that's what I do. <laughs> then you'll know. If I'd have watched Star Trek Prodigy, and I'd have been like, "Hey, you know what? I'm not really digging this." I'd have just stopped watching it. Like I don't <clears throat> have that compulsion to continue to watch things that I don't like. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't even get to mention the fact that I watched the Suicide Squad, and it was fucking amazing. Oh, uh, what the uh, James Gunn's? Yes. Oh yeah, that was that is a is amazing film. It's a fucking like, amazing man. film. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's so James Gunn. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been like waiting for it to come down in price, and come down in price, and come down in price, and then I got so like for a rental because the rentals are like fifteen quid. Um, what? Yes, because it's on Sky Cinema. Well, you would have done. You have an Amazon Prime account. Yeah. You probably would have been renting. You've been able to rent it on that. Just go on a fifteen video. Quid. Yeah, it's it's like on, fourteen, fifteen quid to rent everywhere. Wow, <laughs> I've got an the app. Prices have shot up. No, 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 no. Like 
it's just it's it, there are certain HBO Max films that you can't rent mm. for that like for like the normal like three fifty four fifty mm. because they're on Sky Cinema. Mm. I'm getting sick of this fucking bullshit of all the things we have to of, of suddenly having to wait for all the things again in the UK. Like this is starting to become a bullshit. I want I want to watch Our Flag Means Death because everybody tells me that's a fucking great show, and from everything I've heard about that show, I would really like it. But because it's on HBO Max, <laughs> it's not in the UK. Like what the fuck is this? The late nineties? We're not doing this again. We have to wait fucking six months for a TV show to come to the fucking UK from America. Like. Do you know how many spoil like you can't avoid spoilers? <laughs> it's twenty twenty two. You could then. That's the thing about yeah, yeah, it. You, you, you don't realise just... that. <laughs> like you follow like you follow like a fun like for example a fun Star Trek account and it starts fucking tweeting shit about like like gifts and stuff from Strange New Worlds and it's like ah, I can't watch that yet. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Rant over. Let's start the show. This is the Words About Games podcast. Every Monday, you can get a video version of the show on youtube.com slash words about games UK or an audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. There are timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get your podcast so you can see what we've been chatting about. You can skip around or you can watch the entire podcast backwards if you like. We don't mind. We're just happy that you're here. Uh, if you'd like to support the show or our content directly, you can buy us a coffee over at coffee.com slash wordsaboutgames. Lastly, if you want to hang out with us while we play some games, head over to twitch.tv slash wordsaboutgames. And if you want to hear us talk about and review some games, we publish reviews on the YouTube channel. Diverse. We try, we try to. Diverse channels. You Well. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, but yeah, like we've diversified on multiple channels we don't not not all our eggs are in one basket it's how we like it around here we like eggs i like eggs eggs are good i like eggs as well scrambled poached mm. omelet mm. all right yeah i'm all right I'm not too great fried if i'm if i'm putting it on toast right like i like a fried egg on toast but interesting never tried it that way well, like depending on how you make the egg, the egg is like the perfect shape for the for the yeah. toast. So like you get like the egg like covering the entire like piece of bread. Yeah. I'm loving the fact that we have and I have another clip to put on Twitter of us talking about food again. <laughs> it's gonna be it every time every time it's me and you on the podcast, there's gonna be like a sixty second clip on Twitter of just deep dive into some food. <laughs> That's, you have two, really. That's the words yeah, about see, games, Matt. <laughs> Last week was potato skins. This week it's eggs. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. So that you might have heard, if you're around the video game industry, that there was an email sent out by PlayStation's president, Jim Ryan, um, about... Uh, the stuff we talked about last week, Roe v. Wade. Um, we are going to talk about it next week's podcast for a variety of reasons. Um, I didn't, but I wanted to mention like it in the top of the podcast to just say yes, yes, I did see it. I have thoughts. Um, they're all jumbled up in my head, <laughs> um, and it's a lot of screaming. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it on next week's podcast. Plus, I kind of want to see what. How they try to walk that one back, um, but it'll probably—I say that—it'll probably just be like some kind of milk toast non-apology. 
Um, I think we have like a copy paste template. But just to let everybody know right off the bat, it's not here. We're doing it next week. We're going to move on. To talk about Xbox. I got my Xbox expert. Do you like that? Xbox expert. Alliteration. Because <laughs> expert is, starts with an X for the extra like 90s attitude. Mm-hmm. Phil Spencer says Xbox needs to work better to meet expectations after Starfield delay. This is from George Foster over at The Gamer. He writes, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer has said that the studio needs to, quote, work to better meet, end quote, expectations following the delay of Starfield and Redfall. Yesterday, a bombshell was dropped on gamers as Bethesda announced that it was delaying two of its biggest titles, Redfall and Starfield, which were scheduled for summer and winter of this year, respectively. Bethesda Game Studios and Arkane Austin both released statements on the delay, thanking fans for the support and promising more news soon. Now, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer has released his own statement on the delay of Starfield and Redfall, admitting that the decision was a difficult one and that Xbox needs to work towards better meeting expectations that it sets in the future. Spencer said, quote, These decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans. While I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready, we hear the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work better to meet those expectations, end quote. Previously, Starfield had been planned for release on November 11th of this year, while Redfall was planned for a summer release, although it wasn't given a specific release date. So Starfield and Redfall both got delayed, um, and then I saw this news article while I was skimming the sites looking for looking for stories for the podcast, and I thought, well, why not bring this article as the one to talk about the delay, because it's the delay plus some stuff that Phil said, which is... Um, well, let's talk about it. Well, one person has been kind of hinting that, that they don't didn't believe Starfield would land, and you were worse spot on, Amy. Starfield has obviously been delayed. In From the like studio that. that brought you Elder Scrolls. I don't know. I just had a feeling. You know, you just have a feeling, right? <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. I think if the pandemic never happened, the date would have been landed. There's no doubt about that, personally. Uh, but I, I think, think yeah, people... oh man, imagine if the pandemic had never happened. Like, what would like the games released in 2020, 2021, and 2022 like? Look that would like. be that would have been fascinating, right? Like, that would have been massively. What would we have already so. played? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, it's um, yeah. I think people keep forgetting clearly that there's a <laughs> pandemic still going on, and, uh, <laughs> even though the video game industry profitably profited incredibly well because of the pandemic because everyone was inside with money and they spent it <laughs> to on their oh, games yeah. and everything um on the games for 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 the industry and whatnot and obviously then when the consoles came out new consoles came out when they could get them they bought them instantly and everything yes. so we had also like i say but we also got to realize not many games really came out uh, a um, lot of them were delayed. Like Nintendo haven't ha- didn't have a big game come out for the rest of the first year of the pandemic after um, Animal ra- Crossing. Animal Crossing came out, and then obviously it's starting to slowly bring out stuff now, but it's still lacking behind because like, Zelda was pushed till next year as well. 
and yeah man like it's a whole thing and it's like there's a lot of things that are still going on that that where it comes to crunch and i think uh jason jason snyder's tweet that he put out that i put in our discord i think that kind of is kind of revealing itself that Bethesda developers really themselves when they found out what the date was going to be what they revealed last year at e3 or whatever it was it was e3 had. last year yeah they were like I don't think we're gonna hit this day. Are you crazy? Type of thing, and it's just like when you hear when you hear that, and you're thinking, "Oh, okay. Oh, that's bad." Because I don't know if this is the first time Jason has revealed this, or if it was the second time or whatever about that tweet. No, it but probably yeah. sounds familiar because that's it what happened with Cyberpunk. Um, oh, yeah. The Cyberpunk postmortem that he did, and one of the yeah. employ- one of the people here he spoke to, literally said more or less that same thing. Where it was like when they revealed the release date, everybody at the studio went, "I don't know how we're going to do that." And they kept pushing it back and pushing it back, all for one. No, year this this was eventually... yeah, no, this was the release date for that it actually came out on when it was um, released. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like a whole it's a whole thing when it comes to this industry right now. We're all catching up still in many many ways in many many different styles and whatnot and it's just gonna it's gonna be one of those continuous things and nobody and i do mean no studio publisher wants to be the next cyberpunk at all so them pushing it is the smartest thing ever uh redfall like when you don't even see anything for for the game except the cgi trailer when they revealed it it's coming out next year like the, when they revealed it last year i was like i was kind of skeptical on redfall myself for instantly for that one but starfield yo this is your brand new ip it's massive apparently what everyone's saying about it uh for who but you gotta remember it's like for as big as skyrim was like that game came out 11 years ago so this is like because it's it's not the same studio, right? So it, like it's a sci-fi RPG, but in in terms of like development, it's like it's Skyrim, but eleven years, twelve years later, um, yeah. by the time it comes out. So like the the improvements and the whatever they do to it, like it's going to be a massive game. Yeah, it's going absolutely massive. But don't worry, Xbox gamers. That just means you get another Skyrim re-release later this year. Yep. <laughs> But I'm jesting. I'm jesting about that. I'm not. Um, when it comes to Phil's statement saying we need to work better on meeting expectations, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But Phil, you're not the only studio. You're not the only publisher. The company I work for are the same. So does Nintendo. So is Ubisoft. And, EA, totally... and everybody. Everyone does this. You're not the only one about oh, it. The yeah. only thing about... The only thing that I think what... what where you... Where, Yes, no doubt about it, you need to meet you need to work to meet better better meet expectations. It also would help that maybe the social media calms the fuck down when a game is is pushed back. Doesn't go, oh my god, what are we gonna play at the end of the year? Oh my god, what am I gonna play? You were gonna post play Call of Duty, mate. <laughs> the numbers tell us <laughs> it's probably going to be it's called probably Call of Duty, <laughs> yeah, or FIFA, or the last, or the last FIFA, the last FIFA. Year. It's the last FIFA this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, calm and then the, the hell down. I've got thoughts on that, like name change. I, I think, I think, uh, but it, I don't want to talk about that. The like on your point about Redfall, it's like that. Like I said last year when we talked about it, like I don't mind a game being announced with a CGI trailer, like a good CGI trailer, um, or if you're just doing like a "Hey, remember this game exists" trailer. 
But like, there is a path from that to releasing a game less than a year later, where it's like CGI trailer, do this, and then you hit this, and then Game Awards, you do this, and then we show off this and stuff. But like, yeah, when nothing came out of the Game Awards, and then it became 2022, and still nothing was coming out, I was like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, it's I guess. I guess I'm not playing this this summer, like, <laughs> and it's yeah. fine. It's whatever. Like, I don't really, I don't really mind. Like, I just played, um, like three back-to-back Game Pass games <laughs> on uh, on my Xbox and/or PC because you know Game Pass is ultimate also on PC. So I'm like, everybody seems to be like predicting like doom and apocalypse for like PC for, uh, for Xbox for the rest of 2022, and I'm just like, I just played potentially a game of the air contender like on on game pass for me so i'm just like mm, it's cool i'm fine like <laughs> like i'm sure there will be games to play on xbox like throughout the year like is it bad that there might not be an xbox game studios game that comes out for the rest of 2022 i mean it's not great but i'm sure there's i'm sure they've got something coming out this is just Bethesda games. We have like none. None of this is the yeah. Xbox Game Studio stuff. And yeah. if nothing comes out, okay, they'll still be fine. If they had a so they had a slow first party year. Like when PS4 launched in 2013, you you barely got any mm, good. No, good isn't the right word. Like any games that were were particularly well liked by a lot of people, like as first party exclusives, until 2015. When Bloodborne came out, so like, and PlayStation Four is one of the best-selling consoles of all time. So I think it doesn't matter as much as I think a lot of people think. Like, as long as there are games to play on the console, regardless of whether they are Xbox first-party games or Xbox uh, second or third-party exclusives or just just third-party exclusives, they'll be fine. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think the the thing is about it is that when people say there's going to be no games, it's just like. That's not what they're saying. They're saying there's not going to be any AAA games, to big AAA games to play at the end of the year. And I'm thinking, no, there's still going to be that. It's just not going to be exclusive to like a one-party studio like Microsoft or for PlayStation or Nintendo. That's it. You can. It's still going to well, be fine. <laughs> okay, so let me let me spin this around. What is going to be in an right? What is going to be the big, the the big first party PlayStation exclusive at the end of the year? And you're going to say God of War. And I'm going to say, well, let's say God. Let's make a hypothetical that God of War gets delayed. And and is that going to matter? Like, if God of War is delayed, which you know I highly believe it will be, um, like and and then nothing replaces it. Like in terms of like something being a big blockbuster AAA exclusive for PlayStation Five, like. Nobody would mind. Like it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. It matters for Xbox because I don't know. I guess people like to talk shit about Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> Never been in the mindset of talking shit about consoles because of the games that come out on them. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Microsoft gets a lot of shit for no reason at all when they reveal when they reveal when like like Game Pass is it's a masterstroke. It's one of the best things out there, and they should be praised for that. But they barely get praised for that as well. But they get bashed on a lot, which is very, like I say, it is very much very unfair. And you're right. If God of War Ragnarok does get delayed, um, which I agree would not be a surprise whatsoever, um, PlayStation fans boys will go, oh, 
it, but they'll also be like, take your time, it's fine. I'm annoyed, but take your time type of thing. And it's just like, get the fuck. I'm just I'm saying like this now. I'll say this for the Nintendo fans who cried over Zelda. Get the fuck over yourself. Like seriously. People like the the companies have made a decision here. At the end of the day, if Professor wanted if Microsoft and Professor wanted to release Starfield this year, they could do that. They could still do that. There'd be a difference though. There'll be a massive fucking article coming out with about a month or so before the game's about to come out, or about two months after the game's released, saying the amount of crunch and unhealthy lifestyle the studio and the team have had to live on to get this game done. And no offense, I'm still I I will not be surprised if we hear that soon for 343 Studios, because I still say Halo should have been delayed till this year and everything like that. And I'm not gonna lie. I think they're thinking they should have delayed it till next year as well. There's no no with what's happened with Starfield and Redfall and everything. But that's I digress here. Plus, plus, on top of the article, Starfield would have probably been fucking cyberpunk too. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. No one wants to be the second cyberpunk whatsoever. Every studio's get every studio's been very very skeptical, being very very. Tippy tippy when it comes to the release dates. Yes, are they putting release dates down and they shouldn't really do that when they know potentially they might not hit that release date? Yes, they should not do that at all. Round but, these uh, parts, we just call that doing a PlayStation. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. The funny thing is, though, when it came to like, the release of the PlayStation 5, PlayStation wouldn't put a date on any of their games. Like, everyone was wondering, is any game going to come with this console? We have a release date for the console, but we don't have any games for this year. And then they eventually revealed Demon's Day and obviously Miles Morales and everything. Demon Souls, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like Demon Souls. <laughs> it's like what the hell, guys? You waited. You were like, can we actually get these done while we're in the midst of a fucking pandemic right now? And they were like, yeah, I don't know, but we're gonna, we're just gonna. And they eventually realized they're gonna go gold, guys. We can put a deal out. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, like it's nothing. Delays are fine. Yes, no spot I agree. On. Meet expect they do need to better need to meet better better meet their expectations, but also people need to allow expectations to fail. Cause well, there's nothing wrong with failure. <laughs> there's a rock and a hard place argument to be made about like this kind of oh, situation hell. because like they could not date or like <laughs> they could not say Starfield's coming out November eleventh, twenty twenty two, and Redfall's coming out summer twenty twenty two. You could they could not say that, which like. I think is the I better agree. option. Like for yeah, me don't... personally, I think that's the better option. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the conversations that are happening now around Xbox and like, oh, Xbox is fucked this for 2022. Like it's going to be terrible. Like they would have happened last year and continued to happen all the way through because everybody would be like, well, what are we going to fucking play on our Xbox? Like, so for, from an Xbox perspective, or a PlayStation or a Nintendo perspective, like for for anyone who's like releasing games, it's like they have to they have to put these windows and dates on them to steer the conversation away from stuff like what we're seeing right now. Whereas, like, if everybody just took a chill pill and like <laughs> like what didn't do monger every single time, like there was a gap in the release window for a console or a platform or a publisher, uh, and just let the teams and the development teams just get on with it and the game will be ready when it's ready. I think that would be a better, better scenario. Like, I, it's a scenario I would prefer. Like, I was looking forward to playing Redfall. I'm a bit disappointed that it's not coming out 
anytime soon. Like, you know, no. being being as it is pretty much summer now. So it's like, oh, Redfall, cool. Redfall's soon and now it's not. And it's fine. Delay the game. Work on it for however long you got to work on it. But like, just, if you just not said summer 2022, it would have been one of those things. <clears throat> like I have this, like, I call it my queuing system <laughs> in my brain where it's like the closer a game is, the more I'll think about it. So like yeah. something like, um, Oh God! Like something that's like not coming out for ages will go to the back of that queue every now and again. I might remember it exists and go, "Oh yeah, that thing." Like Alan Wake Two is coming out next year. Air quotes. Um, and I'm just like, cool. So that's like every now and again I'll think about it and go, "Fuck yeah, Alan Wake Two is coming out next year." Whereas like something like that's coming out in the next month, I'll be like starting to get excited for that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah, doesn't bother it's... me that Alan Wake Two is so far down the road. <laughs> yeah. I think right now, I think it's a lot of people just like, what have we got to play later this year and everything like that. And like, well, part a takeaway from takeaway FIFA, Call of Duty, and all the other like big games that come out, law was always annually for the end of the year and everything like that. Um, I do understand where they're coming from, but also at the same time, they, they are in the sphere, the sphere like what you and me are. We know that games that are coming out. Um, that are reportedly going to be coming out later this year. So sure, better sure. Add that in that part. Maybe, like, maybe not, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Like, I do get it this year more than most years because we we have a Google Calendar where we keep track of all of the releases for games. And like, even though it's May now with Starfield being delayed as well and Stalker Two potentially, we don't really know what's going on with that game at the moment. Understandably so, because the developer was based in Ukraine. Um, like, it's pretty bare. Like. Apart from like you know right you can is, you yeah. can theory craft and say like cards coming out and some other stuff's coming out that we know is going to come out at the end of the year <clears> or towards the end of the year, but like even for like where we are right now, we, we usually know more about games that are coming out in the last part of the year. Like it's it's a strange it is a strange situation, but hey, you know what? If <laughs> let it be the fucking let it be the holiday season of indie games. <laughs> I'll take that. That would be amazing. <laughs> I agree. Like indie games, like I just <clears throat> smashed out three games this week were all indie games. And I was so happy about it. I had so much fun playing them. So like fantastic. Hell yeah. I'm on I was on Itchio looking at games. Um like oh, I played Itchio, a um, such underrated chat. Like, uh, I played a, a game jam game, like a half an hour thing, and I was just like, "Oh, this is this is a really cool idea!" Like I've made a video for it coming out See, the, well, later they this can week. Get done in five days. Yeah, it was a, it was amazing. three three day game jam, um, oh. and like the concept of it was cool and it was fun and it was like half an hour long and like I'm looking at other games where it's just like you know what like I'm diversifying the games that I play and talk about on YouTube and it's great, like. I've skipped so many AAA games this year, and I feel fine. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bad Hell and yeah, fine. Like, like, I feel no, more excited no. about games because I'm playing the ones that I want to play. And like, if 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 you want to play, like, if you're really excited about all of the big AAA releases, there's more power to you. Like, that's cool, and you do you, and I'll do me. But, like, man, like, go play some indie games, though, because they're fucking cool. <laughs> I, I haven't made the video yet. Um, I'm making it late, like um, next for for next week. But like, I just played Citizen Sleeper on Game Pass, and like, it might be might in in terms of like Game of the Year, which you know I'm not really concretely thinking about until December. But like, it might be better than Elden Ring. <laughs> 
in in my in my thinking by December. Like I'm I'm just like damn, this was this was a special experience. Like I can understand if you have a special experience. Yeah, it's a game that such a good always, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but uh, yeah, yeah, no. Like I always think, take your time. Like what I hope is because we're seeing a lot of delays or a lot of games taking longer than we would normally have expected a few years ago to come out. My hope, what my hope is, like the push that we've had for the last few years of can we stop fucking torturing workers to get games out as fast as possible is actually making an impact on some studios and they're pushing their games so they're not crunching their staff. That's what I hope. Whether that's the case or not, I imagine I'll probably be disappointed. <clears throat> but one could live in hope. Hell, if only, if, even if just one studio delays their game so they don't crunch their workers, I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. Positive impacts um anyway speaking of positive impacts let's talk about that unreal engine 5 train station demo because oh my god <laughs> pretty special it's fucking it? ridiculous holy yeah. shit um yeah they came up with my twitter feed out just random one random day and i was like what am i looking at like because you know the video is like oh oh flare and i don't know if you if you scroll if you're scrolling twitter like if a video starts auto playing i generally look at the video before i look at the tweet <laughs> Um, and it caught my attention because I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, what is this? And I was just watching it and I was like, wait, what is this? And then I looked at the tweet and I was like, this is a game? <laughs> oh, a, a demo? Like a tech demo? I was like, this is gameplay? What the fuck? <laughs> that is literally the quote, pun not intended, was literally unreal when I said, when I saw this thing. It was like, what the hell? This is insane. Uh, it's. No wonder. No wonder. PlayStation have been putting in a lot of money into uh, Epic and Unreal, basically. <laughs> Obviously, they've got a partnership and whatnot. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm not surprised here. Yeah, it is a big all right now. It, imagine what things are going to look later, later on. Like we thought that we thought Unreal looked brilliant. Unreal, Fire yeah, because we saw that demo last. Was it last year? Yeah, with the, I think the, so. Turn and going through the, the tomb or whatever it was in the desert with yeah. That was a demo. Oh, I think Marie's, Marie's internet dropped out. Oh, that was really surprised. <laughs> Actually, it looks kind of concerned. It's fine. We're back. <laughs> uh, yeah. The demo looks great. Yeah, no. Um, I would like to officially announce my retirement from playing horror games. <laughs> Once Unreal 5 comes out because there's no way... There's no way I'm gonna be able to do that. Like, that's too realistic. I can't. I can't play games that look like that, which also have scary monsters in them. Are you kidding? The thing <laughs> is, that Unreal Five is out. Studios have it. Oh yes, I know, Moody, but there's no games out with Unreal that use Unreal Five to its maximum potential right now. Stop being a pedant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Unreal Five is out. All right then, give me the game then. Give me the game that I can play on Real on, on Unreal Engine Five. It's not what you said. Oh, what's that? You can't? Oh, okay. So that's not what you said. Jog on. Jog on. <laughs> you, you jog know, on. You know what? The, after this podcast, you're fired. <laughs> you're not coming back <laughs> for at least, I don't know, three weeks, and then we'll see it. We'll talk about it. We'll see, see how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, the tech demo is very impressive, but what I would, yeah. it does yeah, look yeah. incredible, and games that are on Unreal Engine 5 will look incredible, but what I always like to remind people whenever tech demos come out is games won't look like this straight away, because like it's one scene rendered with nothing happening in it. 
and that video games generally tend to have things happening in them. <laughs> For a thing that had nothing happening in it, it made me poop myself a bit. I know, it's very eerie, wasn't it, when the lights went out? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's a thing. Like, they'll still, the games will still look amazing. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm, I'm counteracting the whatever game comes out first on Unreal Engine 5 that we play on PS5 or whatever. Yeah, like, probably won't look like that. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll be all of the people going, oh, it's been downgraded. <laughs> this deck demo was a lie. Look at the puddles. Greatest meme ever when they return back to <laughs> You complaining about our puddles? Fine. <laughs> I don't see as much of that anymore these days. The whole like downgrading yeah. thing. Like it's nice to like. I'd like to think they've all crawled in their holes and and gone away. But now they probably just shout about women and black people in video games. Not gay people. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any marginalized person who act happens to be near a not video a, game <laughs> and not be a pasty white dude. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Basically. Uh, speaking of pasty white dudes, that was intentionally the best segue we could have possibly had. Activision Blizzard brags about diversity tool, dials things down after backlash. This is from Justin Rainfarver at The Gamer. He writes, Activision Blizzard King recently boasted about using a diversity tool to create characters, referring specifically to Call of Duty Vanguard and the upcoming Overwatch 2. The tool seems to have been created to rate characters according to a series of guidelines, including age and gender, establishing what many critics have been referring to as a diversity index. The company has now been dialing things down. The tool was apparently created to avoid, quote, talking characters in favor of true representation, end quote. According to the company, the tool was able to uncover examples of unconscious bias, like, quote, why certain traits are seen as male versus female, or why characters from certain ethnic backgrounds are given similar personalities or behaviors. The company said in a statement, quote, over the past few months, King has let developer teams at Activision and Blizzard beta test the diversity space tool, and the results have been immediate. End quote. This one... They went on to quote diversity, equity, and inclusion manager at Sledgehammer Games, Alania Cole, who described how the tool was used to quote, figure out what more diversity looks like across all of our characters in both campaign multiplayer and live seasons. Cole added that we're going to use that data going forward into the next games that we're working on, end quote. The statement finally noted how the Overwatch 2 team at Blizzard had also had a chance to experiment with the tool with equally enthusiastic first impressions. When the statement became known, the backlash quickly came from all sides, prompting Activision Blizzard King to walk back on many of its assertions. The company also removed any reference to the use of its diversity tool in active game development from the initial statement. Activision Blizzard King noted how there has been, quote, conversation online regarding the diversity space tool, particularly concerning its intent and our commitment to diversity, end quote. The statement was apparently modified in order to, quote, clarify that this prototype is not being used in active game development, end quote. The edited statement continues, quote, The objective of using the tool is to uncover unconscious bias by identifying existing norms in representation and acknowledging opportunities for growth and inclusion. It is not a substitute for any other essential effort by our teams in this regard, nor will it alter our company's diversity hiring goals, end quote. And then, you know, the rest about all the lawsuits. <laughs> Activision Blizzard's reputation at the moment. It's funny that this blog post came out right around the same time as there were news stories coming out about Activision Blizzard doing more union busting. I can't imagine that. It must have been a coincidence. 
it was a very funny evening when they released this though as everybody tried to wrap their heads around what they were looking at. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of trying to wrap this up. Yeah, you're right. I don't know, so I like, don't know anything about this. So I like, this, I, um, I did post it in the Discord, um, but Imran Khan said it was like, it was the first tweet I saw, the first thing I saw about it was Imran's tweet, where I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to read this blog post and my eyes keep sliding off of it. <laughs> Um, and it looks, it's like, it's such a fucking weird, uh, weird thing, like, to, to have to try and explain it. It was like, so employees at King, Activision Blizzard King, King is one of the, the studios that they own. The Candy Crush guys. The Candy Crush guys and gals and non-binary pals. Um, they, they made a tool (laughs) that measures the diversity score of the characters, characters based on like, I think it was like six, um, criteria so it was like age gender ethnicity culture and and like the end result looks like a fucking like you know when you play like madden or like fifa and you've got that that chart of like the stats of the different characters and like let me see let me see if i can find i need to find a picture of this um activision i had just it'll be in the discord actually i would have thought uh in the news dump Diversity index that'll probably take me straight to it. And and like they used some Overwatch characters as examples, and it was like this whole thing of well, basically what I just read, where it's like the they can use this tool to identify like who the characters like you know are stereotypical or like have biases depending on like their gender or ethnicity or like you know it's like <laughs> it rates the characters in 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 these things and like. The, the crux of it is like the, the I imagine this is something that pissed everybody off because I imagine the, the the reactionaries were all like ah diversity forced you know the usual banter but on on my side of Twitter everybody was just like you could just hire diverse designers like a diverse pool of designers and then just talk to them about it rather than like go through all the trouble of creating this index um which is difficult to wrap your head around like I tweeted with a couple of people about it like and talked to a couple of people about it and it was one of those things where like even like people whose job it is to like write and talk about the video game industry were having a hard time like figuring out what this tool was supposed to be for what well, of the Going on how uh, you've read it and explained it to me, it's basically it's a make sure they're not being racist tool. Basically, are we making sure that we are diversifying our characters enough and making sure oh, here we that go. we are gender typical, uh, putting them in typical roles of what like happens in movies and everything like that. Like a person of color is like a gangster or a rapper or something like that. <laughs> That'll lower the score. Yeah, um, and everything. Uh, or is is the white person being the hero or something? Or what's always happens and everything. Or, and is the female being put in distress or something like that? You know, it's, I think it's just something kind of like that. And it, so here's what Imran Imran wrote some stuff that might make a bit more sense because this is the example. Um, so the idea of the post argues is to guard, quote, against unconscious bias and exclusion when it comes to the creation of their games and characters, end quote. These metrics list 
listed are culture, race, age, cognitive ability, physical ability, body type, facial features slash beauty, gender identity, sexual orientation, and socioeconomic background. Using Overwatch character Anna as the example, she has points in culture, race, age, physical ability, and gender identity. Essentially, the tool seems to start with the idea that a cis, heterosexual, white male character is the default, and that factors away from that are essentially diversity points, which is mildly problematic which is a mildly problematic assumption to codify even if it tra- if it tends to work out that way in practice ideally decades of bad results should not create a default as much as there should be something to recognize as unnecessarily ubiquitous that's remember when it comes to code in general never ask code to try and be diverse <laughs> because it has no idea what the fuck you are talking about at the end of the day well i might be wrong on that Please, anyone who's a code genius or knows about code, please let me know or anything like that. Uh, but either way, yeah, this, um, I think what you're saying is just basically just spot on at the end of the day. Oh. Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard King, how about you just hire some diverse people who know, who can, and you can have a proper conversation with these people to, to point out and bring together a proper good collection of characters that don't aren't uh, stereotypical uh, and, and everything like that just like and you can put properly diversify them properly yeah how about you just do that it's a simple thing heck freaking i still stand by for like what place did that place uh not playstation naughty dog did when it came to the last of us part two like everyone like when we when it was revealed that they had a trans character in there they revealed they came out and said we talked to people who were trans character people <laughs> That would have not. That I'm not My saying God. that this. Uh, Mind blowing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if, if he came out and says we never spoke to a what trans a person whatsoever, they would have been perfectly right to being completely bashed. But they didn't. They did it right, and they spoke saying, "How can we do this right it's... without being offensive?" Because we don't want to be offensive whatsoever, which is great to think. I mean, why would anyone want to be offensive? You look at the end of the day. If you want to create a black character, for example. Like and you, you you know you're in a game development studio and you're like we want to create a black character and you hire, look like me hire some uh, yeah and you look like one of us H- hire some black designers <laughs> yeah. hire some black people to help make that character um, because yeah there is that problematic instance um, of like what this diversity chart actually does is it centers cis white straight male as default. Which is kind of a thing we've been trying to get away from in society in general. Like, you know, those of us who don't want to see society completely fucking burnt at the ground. Um, basically, anyone who isn't a Republican or a conservative. Um, like, and, like we, we need to stop positioning that as the default. And that's exactly what this tool does. It's like anything that is not that gets a point. And then you create a chart that looks like a fucking skill chart in Football Manager. Like probably take another swing at this one just saying it's fucking ridiculous as phil would say (laughs) yeah the more you think about it it literally is just like it's the stupidest thing ever and and instead of the idiots who come around saying the fortune representation and all like that just shut the fuck up like legit shut the fuck up (laughs) take two of these little corner (laughs) go just get yourself into a bin and throw yourself into the sea okay yeah and just and just and Swim just float away. Just float, float away. away. Yeah. Leave leave float the rest away. of us. Leave the rest of us to in to peace. To try and survive. <laughs> to try and survive what's coming in peace. Like, please. Yeah. 
it's like like it's like seriously man like there's nothing wrong with not, uh, there's nothing wrong with diversifying and represent represent having proper representation in any element what's that reading job. wait is, did i put this in the tidbits i think i might have forgot I have something to follow that up on, and it's something that came out this week, and I forgot to put it in in the show, and I think I'm going to talk about it after halftime, because it's <clears> halftime, <throat> which means it's Indie Game of the Week. I'm just making myself a little note to, like, continue the diversity talk, um, and hopefully I remember what that note is in a few minutes. <laughs> also, it looks like I've written it as a pirate, because it's gone, or... <laughs> Uh, it's Indie Game of the Week. This is the thing we do every week where we talk about one cool-looking indie game that's coming out that we might have forgotten all. Oh, man, my brain still hasn't recovered from COVID. It's it's really starting to concern me. Um, my fault. Hmm? My fault. Yeah, your fault. Um, yeah, it's Indie Game of the Week. This is the thing we do every week where we, we see a, a cool upcoming indie game and we decide we want to talk about it because it looks cool and we think you should know about it so this week's indie game of the week is potionomics after the untimely death of her uncle in a, a penniless witch named sylvia finds herself thrust into the role of potion proprietor it's all up to her to carry on her uncle's legacy and keep this keep his potion shop afloat thankfully she won't have to go it alone with help from some new friends sylvia must hone her negotiation skills outsell her craftiest competitors and make her shop the number one potion destination in rafter it's all about mastering the finer points of potionomics. Wheel and deal, negotiations can be tense when every coin counts, but you'll manage Sylvia's stress with ease by playing your cards right. Develop friendships with adventurers and other shopkeepers on Rafter to learn even more advanced negotiation tactics. Fantastic friends and foes, Rafter, home to some of the world's most potent magic, is packed with big RPG personalities, each seeking a leg up in their adventures. Befriend and recruit them to help you level up your own potion game, but don't expect everyone to be friendly. Your shop, your rules. Make your shop really pop with customizable decor. Style points aren't the only perk. Decorating your shop just right can improve your prices, make better quality potions, and more. Potionomics is being developed by Voracious Games and published by Exceed and Marvelous USA. It is coming fall 2022 to PC via Steam. There is a link in the description um, where you can click on it and go wishlist the game. We'll have a look at it uh, over on Steam. Um, go, go, go. Do that. Go do that. It's a pretty cool looking game. Um, and I am totally not looking for <laughs> something to read right now. The thing I was looking at this morning. Before. The thing that nobody wrote about. Thanks. That's probably why I forgot about it. Um, let me see if I can find the tweet that I saw. <laughs> that will have to do yes there so there was a designer that put a tweet out on may 10th um it's loading at nora shramek um quote when i worked on star wars jedi fallen order a lot of devs wanted and advocated for the main character to be black and or a woman reasons for no we already have two black people in the game ray is a woman and we can't do that (laughs) and we can't do that too Guess what demographic of the people who are making those decisions looked like, end quote. Um, there's, there's worse. 
uh, in the next tweet. Quote, the worst thing I heard was when someone, not going to give any info here, said, I think all black people need to have more glossy skin because black people have more oily skin than other people. Dead shock on everyone's face. Looks at me, right, Nora? Me, what the fuck is wrong with you? End quote. So, like, it just tripped in my mind there when we were talking about the forced diversity thing. And where I remembered reading this <clears throat> about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and then I remembered it was very recent. Um, like, there's not a fucking quota <laughs> that you need to hit, right? It's like, you don't go, we're going to have one black protagonist, and we're going to have one female protagonist, and then we might have one gay protagonist. It's like, I just found that quote really funny in a terrible, ridiculous sort of way, where it's like, well, we can't have the main character of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to be black or a woman because we already have black characters and Ray already exists in Star Wars, the movies. That will be too many. <laughs> and that's nothing against uh, Cal Kester, so the writing <clears throat> team at Respawn or the actor who played him because, you know, I like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Cal yeah. was a fine character. I just find it really funny that, like, the argument back against making that character potentially black and or a woman was, no, we will have too many then. All right, because <laughs> that's a thing. Apparently, it is. Apparently, that's a thing that exists. We can have too many. Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> breathe, breathe. Nah. Well, if I stop breathing, then I might die, and then I don't want to put up with any of this shit anymore. So there are, there are perks. Uh, yeah. Really? Well, at least pass out. And then I get a good night's sleep. <laughs> you know what time of year it is, though, Moody? It's the time of year where everybody does their end-of-year financial reports. So we get to talk about... Money. Money. Capitalism, your favorite thing. It's not capitalism. Well, it is capitalism. We don't talk about that part. Money. We don't talk about the money part. We talk about the... These are all of the games that we are planning to release in the financial quarter year of 2023, which ends in March for some reason. <laughs> because capitalism is stupid and makes no April sense. Why April do you do April, April, April? January? Jan I, I honestly it's, have no it's idea. Like, it's I like there's already know. a calendar, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, why, <laughs> are you why? why would you change this? <laughs> I do agree with what you're saying there. I know. Um, yeah, so we got Nintendo. Nintendo lays out 2022 game release schedule. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes, Nintendo has set out its release schedule for the rest of 2022, which still lists Bayonetta 3 for launch this year. Other 2022 exclusives will include Ubisoft's Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, plus Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, specifically late 2022 for those. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is, as we already know, set for a spring 2023 launch. Nintendo published games with firmer release dates include Mario Strikers Battle League Football on June 10th, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes on June 24th, Square Enix's Live Alive on, June on July 22nd, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on July 29th, and Splatoon 3 on September 9th. Two games are listed with a TBA date, Metroid Prime 4, whose whereabouts remain entirely unknown since Retro Studios rebooted its development, and Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, which Nintendo dramatically delayed until further notice due to Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. And that's everything we know about Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, Still we could... Pokemon, that's all it matters. It will come out. 
You just got to do the eyes every now and again. Just be like, yeah, sure it will, Mooney. Sure it will. <laughs> come, come out at the same time as Dino oh, Crisis. Oh, I it was still coming out. <laughs> come out at the same time as Dino Crisis is fine. <laughs> I just said it was still coming out. Do you, like, yeah, so this is pretty much like, they've just like laid out everything that we already knew. Um, yeah, 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 pretty much. Like, they're not going to reveal the release dates for Bayonetta 3 and Pokemon because that's what they're going to do next month. exactly like all signs are pointing towards there being a direct in june um including and not limited to the previous direct which lasted which which gave us information up until june um do you think it's like they did that it's like they planned it it's like they planned it Imagine planning things in advance. Um, I mean, that's a pretty, like, with, with the addition of, like, you see the, the games that have got released dates, then with the addition of Bayonetta 3 Pokemon, and Pokemon, um, like, that's a pretty stacked year. Like, irregardless, right? Of, like, Nintendo published games. Do you think they're going to add anything to this? Like, Probably in the not. summer? Like, we're going to see, like, anything More get added games. to it? Maybe that Hollow Knight thing will be coming at last. We don't talk about Hollow Knight around here. We don't talk about that. Okay, sorry, sorry. No. Um, <laughs> uh, then probably not. Like, Pokemon's <laughs> going to be absolutely massive at the end of the day for them. That's true. Uh, you, uh, Mario and Rabbits, the first one, was a very big success for them. And if this one is just as half as good as the first one was, they'll it'll still make bank as well. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to have a good... They're going to have a decent year, and they'll set it all... Pre- and finish off the year decently. I say decently when it comes to money. <laughs> decently. Um, decently. Like, and then you go into spring next year with Zelda, if it does come out at the end of the uh, financial year for them. Um, they'll finish off the that year, the, that financial year incredibly well. Well, it does say Zelda, spring. I think. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me, it does say spring, which is March, but also April. <laughs> and may so like it's it's a toss-up like basically at some point in early 2023 they're expecting to release breath of the breath of the wild sequel joe joe medfoss always gets really angry when i say breath of the wild 2 <laughs> it's not called breath of the wild 2 it's the breath of the wild oh. sequel um it'll have a different title but yeah like that that's like the, this year their big thing is pokemon Next year, the big thing is Zelda, and maybe there'll be like a Mario or something at the end of 2023. Um, the only thing I can see them adding to this is a Fire Emblem game. <laughs> like we heard rumors about that a few months ago, um, and like I could like I can look at the games that are coming out, and then Bayonetta and Pokemon and Mario. This year? Yeah, because of course they will. They're releasing two Pokemons this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the thing about this is the different financial year. Oh, here we go. Leg- Arceus came out last financial year. This is past Mr. The, Pokemon this is the Expert. Why not? Pokemon Expert? If there's a fucking Fire Emblem game of release, why not fucking release it? Yeah, true, true, true. Don't deny that. <laughs> Plus, they're yeah, completely we- different games. Like, three, three, three Hops is just a spin off. Like, they've got a massive year, man. You've got Mario Strikers, Fire Emblem. Warriors, I never said they didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying. Goodness, Amy! Really, stop taking what I say that I'm you insulting literally, you. I'm not taking it as an insult, but you literally just disagreed with me the sentence before that. Did I? <laughs> so I just assumed this was a continuation of that. Did I disagree with yeah. you? 
with the what fire emblem they? thing. They won't, they won't release. They might release. And I was like, no, they I might. <laughs> I said, would they? That's all. I didn't say they wouldn't. Just fucking continue with what you were saying. Stop having to go at me. <laughs> I'm not having to go at you. <laughs> Very sensitive. <laughs> They got a lot of games coming out this year. They're gonna be perfectly fine. Pokemon will be one of the biggest games selling this year. Start up there, done. Top ten, yes. Be interested in all like the only thing like we dropped the NPD for this year because it was starting to get boring talking about not talking about Call of Duty um, every month. The only thing I'm interested in is I wonder if Elden Ring is actually gonna outsell Call of Duty. No. I don't know. I can't see it. I can't. It's an interesting. It's an interesting move. Like Call of Duty is going to be a massive game, regardless of what Call of Duty comes out. But with the events of this year specifically, it's an interesting move to really to to make the Call of Duty you're going to release Modern Warfare Two. Just uh, it's very it's a very interesting move that. Still can't see it. It's Call of Duty. Oh, but if it happens, bet. fantastic and everything like that. No, I'm not betting. No? Ah, okay. No, I don't bet. It's not I'm not telling I'm not saying we're gonna bet money. Jesus. I don't have any. <laughs> Put your non money where your path is. I'll st- I'll stake it on I'll st- I'll stake it on there and say, yeah, sure. I think I think it might. So I think it will. Boom. Did it. Good for you. Sure, a game about um, fighting the those evil pesky Russians starting World War Three is going to go down a real treat um, Probably, in twenty twenty two. Hell yeah! That's how you do it. It's exactly what you want from your escapist media. That's how it's going to make them make money. <laughs> Here's a question, completely unrelated to Nintendo. It's going to be its own little two minute timestamp. You remember Call of Duty Modern Warfare two? Had a very had a very famously controversial um, level uh, towards mm-hmm. the beginning of the game. Do you think that is going to be in the game no. when it comes out later this year? No. No. You clearly do. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's Activision Blizzard. They just released a diversity index, which fucking which we just talked about. Like they'll do anything, regardless of how stupid they are it stupid. is. Stupid. There's no doubt about that. Um... But this is the thing. This game was has easily been in development for at least two years, sure, sure, if yeah. not a lot, uh, if not three. So this has happened all way more before everything that's happened in the world and everything like that. So no, for me, no, they won't put that in. You could skip it in the original game. You could just make it a quick cutscene of a news report talking about what happened. They can't not do the plot because, like. Any, well, they probably well they probably could. the The entire plot of the game hinges on that. <laughs> like that moment has to happen in the game, otherwise the game doesn't happen. <laughs> and I mean, it's Call of Duty; it doesn't need a plot, right? But like you know, they they like to think that it does. I apologize to anyone who writes for Call of Duty. That was a low blow. I didn't feel good as I was saying it, but like, yeah, the whole story like hangs off of nor Russian, so. Unless they're just frantically editing the game so that the bad guys aren't Russian Russia anymore. I don't know what they're doing really. It's it's just it's a it's a weird one for me. When I saw it, I was like, okay, like I get it. They were planning this for years, but like at the same time, it's just like interesting. <laughs> it'd be like releasing. It would have been like releasing um, 
you know, pandemic <laughs> the video game in twenty in the twenty twenty and being like, interesting move. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> Uh, the game will still be fighting Russians. I just don't think they'll have that type of scene in what you say. No, I'm saying like the story beat will still be in there, but I don't think this, I don't think the level itself will probably will be in there. Yeah, probably not. Then again, it's Activision Blizzard. I could see them going, "Well, no, pl- uh, no publicity. Uh, all publicity is good publicity." Yeah, that's what they all say. Uh, yeah, anyway, let's move on from Nintendo to Activision Blizzard King to EA. EA lists four unannounced games, including, quote, major IP, end quote, to launch before April 2023. This is from Tom Phillips again over at Eurogamer. He writes, EA has had four unannounced games set to arrive between January and the 1st of April 2023, one of which is described as, quote, a major IP, end quote, I told investors last week. The other three mystery titles include a remake, a sports title, and a partner title, likely meaning one of the various studios EA publishes games for, such as It Takes Two's Hazelight. Alongside those, EA has its upcoming and final FIFA game and Madden NFL 2023 set for this autumn before NHL 23 and the long-awaited Need for Speed turn up before Christmas. Uh, and then after this, this came out, they announced that the Dead Space remake was confirmed for release in January 2023. So that's the remake out of the four games that they were talking about. Yeah. The major IP, that's Star Wars. I mean, yeah, that, that's what they're yeah, probably that's... intending to bring out is Star Wars in, in the yeah, first yeah, few yeah. months of 2023. Well, your favorite person, Jeff Grubb, apparently has said that I don't want to hear it. I've seen to it. Release, release it this year, and it's apparently called Star Wars Survive. God forbid. Survivor. I've seen that news story every fucking way. Jeff Grubb said this. <laughs> Fucking Jesus, man. <laughs> the thing is, I, look, I think he's brilliant. I think he's so funny. He really makes me laugh because he says these things and then he complains when people think take him, take what he says as serious and gospel and it's like the it's the Holy Grail and everything like that. And I'm just like, just because don't he... say it anymore, mate. Stop your job. Dude, just don't say stuff. Because, y- yeah, <laughs> just stop it type of thing. Yeah. No, um... Ah, it's There's like, no doubt about it. I think if they can get Star Wars out this year, they will try uh, and get Star Wars out. There's January no or April. Like they're already there. This is them admitting it's not coming out this year. The probably yeah. The thing about Jeff Grubb, I would say, is like at this point, if I was Jeff Grubb, I'd start saying wild shit on purpose <laughs> that what that I knew wasn't true. But um, like that's just me, and maybe Jeff Grubb's doing that as well. Like maybe we've got the same sense of humor. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's no. When like the Dino Crisis remake happens. Yeah, says Jeff Groves would be like, "Dino Crisis remake is happening," and, then, and I'll be like, "I'm not telling movie." <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I. I. doubt that. But um, yeah, I think the major IP is Star Wars. Um, yeah. yeah. Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Um, I think this is them admitting that it's not coming out in 2022, which is totally fair. Um, I believe it was Jeff Grubb himself earlier this year who said, oh, well, it's coming out this year. Yeah. Um, it's almost Apparently, like we don't talk about everything Jeff Grubb says on this podcast for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah, continue. Yeah. No, no. Apparently, uh, there's no games thing at Star Wars Celebration. So, like, a lot of people are considering that, like, uh, we, mean, we might not even see the game in there. Yeah, this is what I was thinking as well. Like, this Star, a Star Wars Jedi Fallen on a game coming out in the first three months of 2023 doesn't strike me as something that's going to happen. 
Like, irregardless, like, I, I, I imagine the major IP that they're saying that they're planning to release in the first quarter of 2023 Wars, is Star Wars. I just don't think it's going to actually come out in the first quarter of 2023 for a variety of reasons. That being one of them. Like, yeah. you need to start seeing it because then at that point, it's less than a year away from coming out when you start seeing the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're Maybe. not doing E3, so you got to show it somewhere. Maybe, and this is going to sound like a dick, and it's not. But <laughs> fucking fuck! Like, it just made me fucking... not at you, not at you, not at oh, you, okay. not at you. Don't worry. Uh, maybe they'll do what they did last time when they revealed the name for it, and oh, they'll just have Jesus. the director sit at um, Jeff Keighley's thing in June, and he'll they'll have um, what's her name. From what what what's good games? Gonna have to narrow it down. Uh, Andrea, Andrea. They'll have Andrea Renee there sitting next to him. Say, "What's the game called?" And I love her the bits. I think she's amazing. But it's like that was one of the worst things I she, ever saw. I mean, her. like Andrea is cool and all, but she has had to front some shit in her time. Shit, like she yeah. she was she was the the person who was on the stage after the E three for Anthem, and it's just yeah. like Jesus. I'm so sorry. Oh, you don't you, you don't deserve yeah. this. You do um, not deserve this. Yeah, but no, yeah, they'll have some schmuck sitting next to him and they'll say it's called Jedi Fall, Jedi Survive or whatever. Which... It's called Jedi Fallen Order Two. What the fuck did you think it was going to be called? <laughs> Love it. <for laughs> it just be the response. <laughs> Uh, we'll see, see, see you next year. Wait, what? No, no, no game. No, no, no. It's not coming out this year. Ah! Um, yeah, I see. I don't. I see that as a fall 2023 title for a multitude of different reasons. You think it's fall next year in yeah, general, do you? I do. There's no doubt about it. Like, yeah, like when Jedi Fallen Order. I don't see out, Dead Space coming cool. out in January. I'm just gonna put that out there as well. Oh yeah, I agree with that as well. Like, yeah. Um, it's gonna be fascinating. There's no doubt about it. Like. I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen. Like either way, like like we said on the Microsoft story, none of the studios want to be the next Cyberpunk. So for them, yeah, you know, Jedi Fallen Order had a few bugs when it came out. It was it was a great game, but it wasn't. It was buggy. It was very buggy. Yeah. Um, I don't really care. I don't know enough about sports titles to really speculate on what sports title they're bringing out in the first few months of next year but as far they as they're out them and they're, they're boogie yeah. and they still make money so they don't care um <laughs> as far as the partner title goes i imagine that's um unravel three or whatever that studio is working on as their next game that would be my sort of thoughts around what that oh, game potentially is three it's oh, been a while. One and two. Me too. It's been a while one since two. two. Um, and if they're working on a third game or they're working on a whatever a completely different general, game, yeah. like I think, I think that's that's what that partner title is. Someone said, "Oh, it'll be the next game from Hayes." Like I was like, "It takes two came out last year, guys. Calm down." Yeah, they haven't <laughs> scaled up that big enough to be able to do two teams at once. No, to what we know, so. Um, they might be able to do now because obviously it takes two was an incredible success for them so they might be able to scale up to two teams now and then get two projects rolling but uh, yeah now it, not two yeah, years ago all, when it would have <laughs> when it would have meant all, a game could come out it all depends how much bloody um the director is willing to to uh to i mean separate his duties or 
He won't. He won't it, want to do two projects at once. No, really. it could be. No, I'm not entertaining this any further. He he'll do one project at a time because he is he's he like looking at interviews and stuff of him talking about the making of like a way out and it takes two. He he brings that filmmaker mentality to the games that he develops. He's not going to make two games at once. He's going to focus on doing one game because he brings that like the whatever game he is working on is the game that he wants to work on. It's the story that he wants to tell. Then yeah. Also, they're making an It Takes Two movie, so you know it's a bit busy. Um, the partner title could also be a new studio that EA are gonna EA partners are gonna partner with. But I, yeah. I have a feeling it's gonna be Unravel Three or whatever that studio's working on. Anyway, we'll do one more news story. A week after selling its Western studios, Square Enix says it will establish or buy new ones. This is from Andy Robinson over at VGC. He writes, Square Enix has indicated that it intends to establish and or acquire new game studios. In the same month, it's confirmed it's agreed to sell off its biggest Western developers. Swedish company Embracer announced last week that it has agreed to acquire a large part of Square Enix's Western development arm for $300 million, including Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Montreal, and a catalogue of IPs including Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. In an official statement, Square Enix said at the time that the deal would let it focus on investments in blockchain, AI, and the cloud. In its financial results published on Friday, the Final Fantasy publisher was able to further explain its reasoning behind the sell-offs. It said the sales would allow it to achieve sustained growth through, quote, selection and concentration of company resources, end quote, better aligning overseas publishing operations with its Tokyo HQ and focusing on new businesses such as blockchain, AI, and the cloud. The company said it intended to reshape its digital entertainment portfolio partly through creating new IP, speeding up decision-making through an integrated group management, and, quote, boosting game development capabilities by establishing new studios, excuse me, M&A, etc., end quote. Although it may seem surprising that Square Enix is already looking to establish studios so soon after selling established developers, it's likely the company intends to pursue a different direction more closely aligned with its latest company goals. In a statement issued alongside the Embracer announcement last week, Square Enix said, quote, Going forward, the company's development function will comprise its studios in Japan, Square Enix External Studios and Square Enix Collective. It added the company's overseas studios will continue to publish franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange, end quote. <clears throat> It'd be funny to no, meme about this, but, um, I mean, it makes sense for them to found new studios. Like, it seems like they're, they don't want to develop Western games anymore. <laughs> essentially, like as a thing, like ignoring the the elephant in the room that is like blockchain and NFTs for a second. Like, and I feel like they don't want to develop Western games anymore. They want to develop their core, like Japanese stuff. Um, so it makes sense that they would push th- those developers out in terms of like Montreal and stuff and then maybe like like found more developers to make more Final Fantasy spin-offs or whatever JRPG games they decide they're going to make next I mean they mentioned new IPs at some point in that statement yeah I can see yeah I can understand what they're saying yeah what that's what they're probably going to maybe do and probably buy them on the cheap and maybe upscale them or something like that, maybe. I don't really know. Or eventually just get bought, bought by Sony, like I said last year, <laughs> last week and all that. Well, I mean, I both. This, last year, last week, yeah, last I month. I stand by that this will happen, <laughs> personally. But, um, yeah, 
it's not surprising that they're going to look for someone like what you just said, uh, find someone who probably will work on their Japanese titles, which is the more profitable thing for them, apart from taking the elephant out of the room, like the blockchain and the <laughs> NFT shite, which uh, will basically get, will slap them in the face so hard. Oh, definitely. Will, will, will be cheaper for Sony to buy. <laughs> um, there might only be IPs left for them to buy by the time Square Enix is finished with blockchain. <laughs> um, and we shouldn't laugh about the potential demise of a massive video game publisher and all of the people who work there but like we'll see how many final fat copies of final fantasy 16 it takes to buy a picture of an ape <laughs> Big, the the cryptocurrency market's in free fall i don't know if square enix wants to double down on this right now mm-hmm. there's an entire country out there that bet on um el is el salvador i think it was like bet on um, cryptocurrency have bought a shitload of it and made it part one of the thing one of their legal tenders in their country um, and they're about to default on all of their debt because they can't afford to pay anything because cryptocurrency has crashed <laughs> um, their country is fucked <laughs> um, and it's not funny but I mean it's not funny for the people that live in that country it's, it's pretty funny that the the, the president of that country did this like he was building they were building bitcoin city in that country at one point if you google bitcoin city you'll probably find out about a lot more about it um as far as square enix goes like don't i mean i could beg and say please don't do this thing that is really stupid but you're gonna do it yeah they've already said they're doing it in FNX, so, so. Let them do it, then let them get slapped in the face when it happens to it. Like it's the, right now, blockchain and NFTs is the one thing that it still seem like the game, video game industry is kind of rejecting right now. Like they are not like the cryptocurrency and everything that is in free fall right now, which is great to see and it's what we want to hear um, for it. So like, like I say it like all the time. Like if EA are backing out of it and aren't saying a single thing. Like the worst company in the one of the worst companies in the bloody video game industry is backing off on it, and all they care about is money. Damn, man! Like there's something that that's a that's that's a sign. I'm telling you, that's just a sign in itself. Is that one of the greediest companies in the world in video game in the video game industry is literally saying, nah. You know I'm what? Out. Like, <laughs> oh, this new thing, people are making rich off of it, and then three months later, going. We're good. We're cool. We're good. That's a sign. EA wants... I don't know if I, how many people might remember this, but EA once tried to take on the used game market by creating DLC that you could only get if you bought the game new. Otherwise, you had to spend $10 on it. It was called Project $10. That's how greedy EA is. Like, if, if, if it was possible to make a shit ton of money out of cryptocurrency and NFTs... EA would be all over this right now. He'd <laughs> be going full speed ahead. Apex Legends NFTs would be minted as we speak. They would they, they would be the fart in the crypto hurricane. Yeah. Uh, it's not gonna work out <laughs> for anybody that gets involved. Yeah. Like yeah. it's 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 a gigantic thing. pyramid scheme and we're start it feels like we're starting to accelerate towards the point where everybody who has been hustled into it is now going to lose a lot of money and it sucks for them it really does but 
enough people have been screaming that this is a terrible idea for long enough that the information was out there the entire time that you shouldn't probably fuck around with this. I'm not going to lie, I don't feel sorry for any of the people. <laughs> if you've been a schmuck who's been sucked into this, sucked into this and hasn't done any research about this, that is your fault. That's knowing how knowing how algorithm knowing how social media algorithms work so off no one really knows how they like work 100 percent. but like no no yeah no knowing what knowing what i know let me rephrase that knowing what i know about how social media algorithms work it's very easy to fall into a rabbit hole and then just continue to tunnel through that rabbit hole right it's like you'll click on a video about nfts and how cool they are like how much money like you click on a video that says someone made like a million dollars on like doing a bitcoin thing or like selling an nft right and you click on it because you're like shit a million dollars is a lot of money i could really use a million dollars and then that's what the algorithm starts feeding you (laughs) and it will just be constant positivity about how great nfts are and how great bitcoin is and how great cryptocurrency is i can see how people can get sucked down into that normal people i'm not talking about corporations or rich people i'm just talking about how normal people can get sucked into a into into an algorithm where all they're seeing is the crypto bros and the positivity that they're throwing out that maybe go oh maybe i should invest in this it might be a way for me to make money because you know my three jobs don't pay me enough to live um <laughs> so i i do feel sorry for the regular people who got caught up in everything about this i, I don't feel sorry for the rich people who hopefully have lost a great deal of money and should have known better mm. Uh, it's time for tidbits. Go for it. It's more of the same, really. Um, not about NFTs. The Dead Space thing I already did. Contractors at BioWare Edmonton who are trying to unionize now aren't being forced to return to the office. Oh, no surprise. Yes. <laughs> it's nice oh, when a company you. goes, oh, yeah, we're not going to try and kill you or infect you with a disease that could kill you. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> the end of the day. Just, uh, just continue to be careful out there, everyone. Indeed, indeed. And um, I hope the the contractors at Bioware Keywords Studios, I think, is the contract studio at Bioware Edmonton. And I hope you get to unionize <laughs> yeah. soon. Yeah. Be- even, though they aren't, they, even though they're not going to force you to go to work, to go return to the office, still unionize. You should way. still unionize because if you vote, it, if you vote no, then there'll be nothing to stop them from then forcing you back into the office and you fucked fucked up and voted no unions make your life better there's a reason why the companies and the ceos and 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 all of your bosses are trying desperately to convince you that they're a bad idea it's because they hate them and they'll be good for you that's how that works uh there's new callisto protocol news coming sometime this week I mean, we always said um, Callisto Protocol needs that. There was a few, was it a couple of weeks ago? We talked about it needing, really needing to come out before Dead Space. So, Um, it's interesting timing, like, because next week isn't the summer of gaming (laughs) or not E3. You would think they would wait until then. Do you think there's a state of play this week? Do I wouldn't I like I thought this when I saw the news and I was thinking about it and I was like I know it wasn't revealed at a state of play, 
Um, but I just I wonder if the Callisto protocol being like we're going to have some news coming this week. I just wonder if it's appearing at a at a state of play that PlayStation might be putting on. I do not know, honestly. At the end of the day, like PlayStation are like very aloof when it comes to what they decide when they want to talk about stuff. Like they just had one. What was it? Like a month ago now, month and a half ago. Who knows? Yeah, when it was about the, all the the, the 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 Japanese studios were doing all the games for them and everything like that. Um, oh, the Japanese state of the air. I remember that. Yeah. That was the yeah. not Dino Crisis one. Yeah, I remember yeah, that was, was fun. Like, that was I'm one sure time. That was like only six weeks ago. It was, but it was also focused entirely on the Japanese development studios. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Partners. I think they're gonna. They got to do. I think they're going to wait until after Microsoft do theirs in June, so I they think they might push theirs till July. I just wonder if they're going to do it because they want to talk about PS Plus as well. They got to talk about oh, those yeah. games at some yeah. point. Because um, they, they might just do that as a blog post, but they might do it as a state of play. And if you're going to do it yeah. as a state of play, you might as well do a state of play. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think there's I necessarily... Work for, like, I work for them and I completely forgot that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I went on. I went on the PS Plus app, uh, the PS app, the PlayStation app on my phone to have a look at like new game releases, um, just to see what was out and see if there was anything that like stood out that I didn't already know about. So <laughs> I haven't been subscribed to PS Plus for like three months. <laughs> it lapsed and I just completely forgot. And I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh oops. I need. I need it back because I'm gonna play a multiplayer game. But I was. I just found it funny that I was like. At some point, it stopped, and I just, I just didn't notice until I was like, "Oh, that's weird." It says there's a PS Plus discount <laughs> on this new release, but I don't have the PS Plus. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I like, I'd say it's fifty for me personally in my mind. I'd say it's fifty-fifty that State of Play Callisto Protocol is going to be showing off as part of that. A Western focus state of play. It's just when that's all. Oh, I mean, they're going to do something within the next few months, for sure. Like, they they could do mobile things over the next few months, for sure. Um, it's just it's the 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 connection in my brain between um that and that those two things. Um, next up. Gotham Knights' PS4 and Xbox One versions have been cancelled and the game will be a current-gen-only release. Good idea. Less work for the comp- the studio to work on and just work on one project, one product. So, yeah, it's a good idea. A lot. I'm seeing, like, a lot of companies are now starting to do this. Like, there's enough PlayStation 5s, there's a new Xbox, there's enough Xbox Series Xs and Ss out there in the wild. For them to be confident enough that they'll make a, at least a good profit on it now, so yeah, yeah, that's not a surprise to me. We'll find out. Um, the thing as well about video games is like the market isn't like it was ten years ago, where it was like it was all or nothing on the first week or the first months of sales, right? And then after that, games didn't have tails for the most part. Like you still sold some, and then sales, like actual like sales discounts would bump it every now and again but now a lot of video games have long tails people aren't necessarily going right out and buying games brand new at launch straight away and then it just drops off a cliff and dies um because i don't know if there are necessarily enough 
current generation consoles out in the wild. Like, I don't know the maths of it, but <laughs> at some point you got to make that leap. And normally by now we wouldn't have very, like, in a normal console generation cycle, like, we wouldn't have very many cross-generation AAA games by this point anyway. Um, so it's it's obviously extended because of the the issues of the chip shortages and not being able to sell as many PlayStations and Xboxes as, and Switches, I guess, as they would want. But eventually, you just got to make that jump, right? So yeah, eventually you got to you got to just go for it. It's gonna be interesting. We'll and see. Gotham Knights is going for it. I yeah. should have put this in the this next one in the. Uh, the EA thing up top, but our EA's merged Criterion and Codemasters Cheshire at work on Need for Speed. Codemasters have like a lot, of, lot of part, a lot of teams, so that this is not a surprise. Like they did like last year F1 and Dirt, so they had two teams working on it. So, cool. so they always have a lot. They they do. Hopefully, it doesn't crunch too much into their time and everything like that. But two teams working on it at the same time. We'll see what happens. And Codemasters, they're the math. They are one of the masters out there when it comes to driving games. So, just find it funny that there was a. I, di- I didn't realize there was game development out in Cheshire. <laughs> More than anything, when it was like Codemasters Cheshire, I was like, "Oh, my cousin lives out in Cheshire. <laughs> Let me look it up." And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's the same place they live." <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I didn't think that you'd have game developers all the way out there. Yes. Um, Capcom sold a record number of games in the past year, driven by Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 7, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and the PC release of Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise on PC has been massive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely massive. So, yeah, congratulations, Capcom. Like, Capcom, like, well, wasn't it like. Say five, maybe six years now. Everyone was thinking they were fucking. Capcom, they were. Where are they? They, they were in trouble. Dying. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation like, had to fund the development of Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Um, and everyone was thinking, oh, maybe Microsoft maybe buys them, or maybe Sony buys them, something like that. And it's just like, yeah, that. What when you look back, it, and I was thinking, yeah, that wouldn't be surprised. And they probably could get them on a pretty darn good, cheap deal, and everything. But, uh, I mean, it was, was it was reasonable at the time, ago. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil 7 really fucking saved their bacon. Oh, hell yeah. And it revived them. Brought out Monster Hunter World. Yep. And then, obviously, the, the DLC, extend, the, ex, the, ex, the add-ons they've added for that. Village, uh, Remix. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Resident Evil Remix. And, and Monster Hunter Rise. They've had... The low-level stuff Capcom that they've released as well. They've had an ex- exceptional exceptional last few years and they've deserved it they've put out some great games the devil may cry for god's sake let's forget don't forget that either that was that was a brilliant game when that came out and like yeah i'm still waiting for my dino crisis remake you bastards <laughs> um well maybe now now that they're in a better position i don't know if releasing it while they were in danger would have been a good idea but um yeah, I mean they really they really have saved themselves. Like it's, it's you see, we've seen it across the the history of the video games industry. You know, we see a lot of big publishers get in trouble, and then get more trouble, and then they're gone. So it was it was quite interesting to see a publisher get in trouble and then get in more trouble and then save itself with 
essentially a brand new engine. I feel like the RE engine really was what saved them. <laughs> it's a great engine. Um, out. Yeah, you know, because you got bring out Resident Evil, Resident Evil Seven, you bring out Monster Hunter World. Like both of those games ran on the RE engine. They came out within like a year of each other, um, and fucking the sales of both of those games, like they they were tremendous quality games. Uh, Resident Evil Seven arguably saved the franchise like as much as resident evil yeah. 6 was a what was a good was a, a game that sold a lot of units not a lot of people liked that and the series didn't have a lot of good well especially when it was followed up by some of the spin-offs that came out after it <laughs> like umbrella yeah. core um so that like resident evil 7 really saved that franchise um and then obviously monster Hunter world just fucking exploded when it came out yeah monster Hunter world is like has been incredible for them it really has and like i said like well like capcom like we don't really know much what they're doing right now for like the next year and a half 18 months right now so. that's why this is in tidbits because it was like they didn't really talk about what's comes next it was more just yeah, what happened so that kind of tells me they've got that they know well, obviously they've got something to reveal and stuff to show that kind of tells me you might be right that Sony are coming soon. They're um, going to be announcing the state of play soon. So Street, Street Fighter 6 is, is already confirmed because I remember we saw that logo um, yeah. a little while ago. Um, their plan originally to release a Resident Evil every year. I don't think that's going to happen because <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a Resident which Evil is, this year. Which is good. But if that was their plan, if that was what they were working towards, there's... I mean, we had that leak a couple of years ago to know that if if they're still working somewhat to that leak, like we both kind of figured, I think everybody kind of figured that like, this isn't going to be like the concrete plan of what Capcom is working on. But like there's resident evils in the pipeline. Um, maybe resident one of those is now ready. Whatever the next big multi-platform month, monster, monster hunter, hunter is. Yeah. Like that, that is like, everyone's, I think that is, I think don't think that's going to be a more bigger reveal than the next resident evil. Monster Hunter World too, a hundred percent. Like the next Resident yeah. Evil isn't going to be Resident Evil Nine. Like the next Resident Evil is going to be Reve oh, a, a Revelations Three or a Four remake. It's not going to be like the big Resident Evil sequel. Um, so like Monster Hunter World Two, Monster Hunter World is their biggest game. Like yeah. Monster Hunter World Two is going to take pride of place in whenever they decide to to reveal that. Like, I know we had Rise, but Rise was made by a different team. It was made so that they could have a Monster Hunter on Switch. <laughs> like, because yeah. they didn't have one on Switch and World wasn't going to go on Switch. And then they realized, oh, this has actually been a big success. We must put it on PC. <laughs> it was a great game. <laughs> it was. It was a really good game. Was both of was in top twenty for both of us? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was on our yeah. game of the years list. Low because sure. obviously we couldn't get back to it and we couldn't play enough of it. To that was that was like if that game had come out in twenty twenty two, because I had now have the new Switch dock with the Ethernet port, so the internet was stable. Like we would probably be smashing the shit out of that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it was a it was an unfortunate coincidence of timing. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, low Capcom. Good on you. It's great to hear a great, a great turn, an underdog story that turned itself around and become great again. Become the Capcom we know you guys can be. And now, just give me my Dino Crisis remake. I will never stop saying that. Lastly, I, I will die saying that. Dino. I love you, baby. Dino holding, Christ. holding a 
uh, like a fake box art cover thing you've made of Dino Crisis. I've remake. got the Dino Crisis one game in my uh, for my PlayStation bedroom. Five. Just Dino Crisis. <laughs> yeah, and then they announce it. They'll announce it then. <laughs> well, <laughs> so with your permission, of course, if that's the course of events that happens, I will record this, and then I will use that recording to, in your honor, get Dino Crisis remake to be a thing. I'm going to guilt them with it. <laughs> Look, he wanted it right up until his last, literally his last breath. He was thinking about Dino Crisis. I also just want to say, I don't intend to go for a good long time here. Well, yeah, but they're never going to make Dino Crisis. <laughs> That's so. true. Like, yeah. Which, I have to say, it's absolutely weird. Dinosaurs are incredibly popular. Literally incredibly popular. Every documentary always does incredibly well. Love or hate the franchise, Jurassic Park does incredibly well when it comes financially and everything, and it always gets a big pop. And yet somehow, we don't have this dinosaur, di- Dino Crisis remake. We're getting a dinosaur game from them, which was a slap in the face, because you literally had the character who looked like the main fucking... Cr- I'm going on a rant, stop me. I was just looking for my book. Um, <laughs> just, the... Um, yeah, no, I mean, you're not, look, right, you're not wrong. I don't, when I say, and sometimes make fun of you, like, they're not going to make it, they're not making a Dino Crisis remake. I want you to know that I I agree with you. Like, a cool, a cool Dino me, Crisis yeah. remake would be awesome. I just don't think they're making one. I think that, like, I think they I think, I think, I think they think having a character that looks a bit like Regina in that whatever that fucking and the problem is I don't even the, the the irony is I don't even remember what that game's called but the game that they showed a few a couple of months ago <laughs> clip guard caught all of that event. but yeah at the PlayStation <laughs> event which I don't remember but like I don't know man like you rebuilt your reputation by giving fans of franchises what they want <laughs> a Dino Crisis remake isn't going to hit the numbers <clears throat> that Resident Evil does. It's just not. But I think it'll sell pretty well. I think if you make it with a small team, because you, you stick to the scope of the original game, like, you make it a, a smaller project, I think you can make some decent money off of it. I think you'll, you'll sell enough to to make some decent money off of it, as long as they don't make it expecting it to be as big a hit as Resident Evil 7 or Village. I think you're right there. I think if you... I think it could hit the numbers of Resi 3 remake. Um, sure. I don't know what those were, but I'll take it. It's like about 2, 3 million, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in that sort of region, yeah. Like, yeah. I think you could make a you could make a solid case for, for that to happen. Yeah, no doubt about it. With the right it, marketing, which is basically just, you want a scary game with dinosaurs in it. That's the marketing yeah. campaign. <laughs> That's the marketing campaign. That looks like Resident Evil fucking 2 remake and 3 remake. That's the campaign. That's that's the whole campaign. You add a thing in. You add a dinosaur in, right? Like Mr. X from Resident Evil 2 remake. Just fucking stalking you every now and again. You can even use the same AI. <laughs> And the same engine as well. I was going to say a T-Rex, but then I was like, well, that probably would be a bit too hard to do. Like, T-Rex just comes crashing raptor. through the thing. Oh, fuck. It'd be, it'd be, like, a, be like a raptor, a raptor. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know enough about dinosaurs for my sh- <clears throat> to my shame. But anyway, that was our Dino Crisis uh, interlude. 
I just wanted to let you have it. Once you started going, I was like, you know what? It's his last podcast for a few weeks. I'm just going to let you have let this one. Go. I'm just going to let you have this one. Just go for it. You go I'm for it, Mooney. You got it out. You got it out of your system. You'll be back just in time for E3. <laughs> I would fucking... Right. Here's a chain of events that would be very funny to me personally. Right. You go back. You're doing your, your thing. You're not available for the podcast for the next few weeks. Sony does a state of play, announces a Dino Crisis remake. You can't be on the podcast to talk about it. <laughs> I can't be on the podcast to react to it or anything. I know. I know, Amy. Me I know. And- <laughs> that, it's either that game or the, the, final, the eventual reveal of the Final Fantasy IX remake. That Either of those two things happening while you're off on the podcast, if you click on that timestamp on YouTube, it's like we're just going to be laughing for five minutes. <laughs> I know, five minutes long yeah i know what that is <laughs> yeah yeah ruffle yeah. um anyway we should uh <clears throat> motor on towards the end of this podcast we've got some games coming out this week on may 18th we've got recursive room coming to pc a kaleidoscopic narrative puzzle game in which an artist comes to terms with their grief explore an infinitely recursive world of strange fractal beauty and solve mind-bending puzzles confront the ineffable and chat with your cat in a search for meaning and hope then on may 19th we've got vampire the masquerade swan song coming to playstation xbox switch and pc based on the cult role-playing game and developed by specialists in the genre vampire the masquerade swan song is a narrative RPG in which your every choice determines the fate of the three main characters <coughs> excuse me, and of the Boston Camarilla. Also on May 19th, Deadcraft comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Farm the dead to stay alive in Deadcraft, a new twist on the zombie survival action genre. As a half-zombie, grow an army of loyal undead followers and build an arsenal to equip them to take revenge on the rulers of humanity's last city. Finally, on May 20th, Dolmen comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Dolmen is a terrifying new action RPG that combines futuristic futuristic sci-fi and cosmic horror elements. Will your timeline be erased, or will you defeat your enemies to survive and fulfill your mission? Quite excited for that vampire game. It's not just because Bloodlines 2 is dead and never coming out. Um... Like when I, I think I talked about this with you specifically, where I was like, I've, when, I, when I looked it up and found out that it was by the developers of a cool, a really cool narrative game that I played years ago called The Council, I was like, oh, my, oh, okay. Like it went from, I know this exists to, cool, I'm actually going to play this when it comes out. So quite excited. Um, you are muted. Muted. Still muted. <laughs> I'm quite happy to hear that you are you're happy you're excited for a vampire masquerade game with all the shit that's happened with that franchise. It's been a, I have no idea what that deal. franchise is. All I know is that there's a vampire in it, and Amy loved the first game, and she's been waiting forever for the second game, and then the second game last year basically just disappeared, slapped her really hard, exploded, her in the back. imploded, disappeared <laughs> up its own ass. And created yeah. a singularity. Um, no, Vampire the Masquerade... One signality, it's real, and the other, which is sadly us, it doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is one of my favourite games. Don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> As an age well. 
it's not that it hasn't aged well, or it probably hasn't aged well. The, the issue is, like, the history of... Uh, the brief history of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines was it was being developed by a company called Troika Games um, as an immersive sim set in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. And on that front, for the most part, it is one of the best immersive sims I've ever played in my entire life. The problem is it was being published by a company called Activision, and Activision wanted that game to come out on the same day as Half-Life 2 because they wanted Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines to be the first non-Half-Life source engine game to be released. So not only did it come out on the same day as one of the most popular games of the 2000s, but it was also it was also unfinished because that deadline was a hard deadline and the developers couldn't finish it. The developers then went out of business and couldn't patch the game so it would actually work properly. So the last part of the game is basically um, a straight run to from through th- through several linear missions. There's bugs everywhere. Like you've got to work hard to love it. Thanks, Activision. <laughs> Like this fan patches and this fan. The gr- yeah, <laughs> that is the greatest sell ever. You gotta work hard. You gotta to work love hard. I love game. it. There is a game in there that you could love, but I always say, like, unless you're willing to work for it to find that game, it's not worth trying. <laughs> Go watch someone play it. <laughs> oh my goodness! But it is a it is a tremendous, tremendous game that with a lot of flaws. It's time. For Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game myself and whoever's here play every single week where we try to guess the upcoming average, Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets a point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the Open Critic average of Evil Dead the game. And despite it having enough reviews on Open Critic, it currently doesn't have an Open Critic average. So thanks for that, Open Critic. Basically, we'll we'll get the score for it next, next week. week. Yeah. Um, it seems to be doing better than we both expected. Looking at the five reviews that are currently on Open Critic, a seven out of ten, a two out of five, which is a six out, of, which will translate to a six out of ten. No, four out of ten. Yeah, four out of ten, and then an eight out of ten, a nine out of ten, and a seven out of ten. So that four is going to drag the average down, but. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't expect to see any nines like in the score. So that was interesting. Um, But yeah, we'll have a score for that next week and then we'll be able to add it to the list. Um, So the current scores are still tied at Amy 7, Moody 7. This week, we're going to guess the open critic average of Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Amy's going to do her best not to let her (laughs) excitement for a game ruin her chances of getting a point in open cricket ahead. <laughs> 75. 75 from Moody. Yeah. As much as I'm personally looking forward to this game. And hey, I hope it surprises me. But uh I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's not on my fantasy critic game team for a reason. <laughs> um I'm going to be more optimistic than you, though, Moody, because I feel like I'm allowed, like, to be more optimistic than you. So I'm going to go 77. That's where I'm going to go. I know that creates the potential for a draw. But you know what? I don't want to go any higher than that. <laughs> That's where I want to stick. Um, I am excited, though. Like, I feel like this is going to be a lake situation. I feel like when we get to next week or the week after when they've played the game 
and we see the open critic average, you know, and 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 I compare that open critic average to my experience. I feel like we're going to be in a lake situation where the open critic average is really low, and I'm just sitting there looking at it going over the top of my glasses, which hopefully I'll have replaced with proper contact lenses. Put my glasses on just just to do that. <laughs> Sweet. Oh man, that's gonna do it for episode three hundred and four of the Words About Games podcast. We're done. We're done. And dusted. You're done for another few weeks. You're back for not E3. Yes, I am back for Microsoft's thing. Did you have to go and get a job in Liverpool? Because you know how much hassle it is to organise three different people to come for three different weeks. People come on this podcast, you know, and they think, oh, it'll be a fun time. I like Amy. She's kind of cool. But then they have to listen to me talk for two hours and then they never return my DMs. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. It's understandable. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I wouldn't want to spend two hours with me talking about video games. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like it, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I feel for the schmuck you're gonna get on next week, though. Oh, when we talk about yeah, the thing, yeah, the, the thing I couldn't talk about. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, what can I say? I'm I'm only until till I'm oh, I work until July unless I get extended, or unless I find a proper permanent job, which is closer, which is the hope, which will be. I hope you find a job like. Plus. That you can I roll hope. toward, like, that, that old thing of, like, rolling out of bed and to work would be nice. Not all the way in Liverpool. <laughs> the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, like when I'm there, like, it's really, really canny. Like, I have a lot of fun and I'm in a, and I'm so focused on my own set schedule and what I'm doing and everything. Uh, it's really kind That of makes sense. Good. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's a cool, cool job to, to do when you're yeah. actually there. Yeah, yeah, it feels really, really canny. But, um, what we need fine. is we need to get you a job QA testing <laughs> phasmophobia <laughs> get that insider access because <laughs> you know what I've said it I was playing this I was talking to my friend uh, I was uh, hanging out on discord with my friend um, Kirsty tiny shark plays on twitch and we literally played like phas for like three four hours the other night because we were like, we were chatting, and then we were like, should we play a game together? Like, yeah, what have you got? And then we compared libraries and was like, we'll play a Faz. And like, Jesus, if that game 1.0 launches <laughs> this year, I don't give a shit if Elden Ring came out or not. That game is going at the top of my game of the year list. <laughs> it yeah. has provided so much for us over the last couple of years. So you need to QA yeah. test that game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Daffid. So today we're going to have you test the uh, test the demons responses on nightmare mode. Nope, I quit. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you <laughs> thank for the opportunity. <laughs> um, I wish to live, so no. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Things I mean, hey, what? Well, you know, plans you, are plans. you can never predict the future, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I did not expect that my first career job will be with Sony. Sure, sure. I mean, at all. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. When you said PlayStation, then. I was like, it's a joke, really? right? Like memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's gonna say, "Hi, just kidding." It's such and such. Nope, it was PlayStation. 
Oh, okay. Started right at the top. <laughs> the only way to go from here. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, don't do okay, that. okay. Don't do that. <laughs> is up don't. because you're an amazing person. That's going to do it for episode 304 of the Words About Games podcast. Oh. Everybody out there, say goodbye to Moody for the next three weeks because he's going to be gone. We'll see him come back and hype up some games. Some games, Bye. not all the games. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.